Here we are. Yes, here we are. <laughs> I don't know what that was. That's true. I know. I was. I feel like we used to. Um, it's much easier to do something as an intro when you're in the same room as somebody. Yeah. Over Zoom. It's, it. I don't know. It's strange. It's hard. It's strange. It's hard. You can't feel the energy. Yeah, and like we have been talking already. It just feels weird. <laughs> Maybe we should start doing it like a boy podcast where it's like we just start just talking randomly, start recording. Yeah, in the middle of us being like, no, 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 wait, no. So then, yeah, yeah. Well, it's basically then, what this is already, I guess. So we did it. Yeah, it's true. We have a boy, a boy podcast. We have a boy podcast now, um, but it's still called Foh, and I'm Lillian Devane. And I'm Kelly Sullivan. <laughs> and uh, this is a service industry related podcast. <laughs> That's right. Which is very easy to market if you just say that. People say, sign me up. Service industry yeah. related. Service industry related. Cool. Really interesting. People go, what a fascinating <laughs> little little foray. You carved that yourself you two a are. nice little yeah. Yeah, uh, piece of the pie. Um, yes, here we are. It's a beautiful November morn for me, morning for you, afternoon. Afternoon. That's a time difference, folks. And (laughs) that's a time difference. Um, (laughs) time zones, heard of them? I keep saying the dumbest shit when it comes to time zones because I actually like don't know the names of them. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, okay. I'm like, yeah, is this Pacific time? Was I in Eastern time? Like, I don't know. you're in Pacific time. Okay, great. Because I was talking to a doctor and I was like, so um, so this appointment's in New York time? And he was like, uh, yeah, it's <laughs> Eastern. It's in Eastern time. I was like, no, so it's New- so in New York it will be 10. And so where I will be, it's he's like, okay, just say the time zones. Like, are you <laughs> Yeah, fucking- Pacific. Don't say the cities you live in and then kind of try to figure it out. The from adjacent. This. What the yeah. fuck are you doing? Well, you're like, I'm on Beijing time. I'm on, sorry. Because, you know, in China, it's, you know, whatever. Right, right. I, I should just do military time and just be done with it for the rest of my life. How would that help? That would not change your issue. Fuck. How would military... <laughs> <laughs> military time means everything's the same time all the time, right? <laughs> across the world okay that's what i thought yeah that's whatever time it is for you know stanley mccrystal or whatever (laughs) then that's what time it is for everyone it's a global that's what military time it's a global time um i well obviously i have trouble with the clock as a concept (laughs) it's difficult for me i struggled Uh i struggled when i was a kid with um well they used to teach you how to tell time with the hands of a clock in school yeah Yes. Struggled for me. I assume they still teach that. No, there's no way, because kids have phones with their... They, they don't need to know about the clock. I what bet you... What about watches? Who has a child who listens to this podcast? Send me $100 yeah, tell us about if time. I'm right. Please. Yeah, send me $100 <laughs> if I'm right. <laughs> I just Please. don't think they're doing... I think kids would laugh them out of, out of the house, out of the school. They'd say, <laughs> what the hell is this? What I'm playing hell? Call of clock? Duty right now. I don't need to fucking... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Your understanding of children is so special. (laughs) Anyways, um, Kelly, how are you? (laughs) 
I'm good. I'm, I'm, um, let's see what's going on in the world of my mind. Um, I'm really happy because, um, obviously vice president Kamala Harris is on her little European tour doing whatever. Um, and couldn't care less about that. But, um, in that tour, people have started being quoted like government people, have started being quoted being like, well, she would be great at president if Biden steps down. And I said that so long ago. I was like, Biden's going to hand it off to Kamala in his first term Mm -hmm. and she will be the president. So I just love being vindicated and being right. And so I'm so happy that they've already started being like, he's going to do it. So I know he's going to do it in the next two years. And then I'm going to be like, (laughs) yeah, this mind, you know, she sees it all. She sees the chessboard. uh, The non-thinking man's political analyst. That's what they say. Yeah. 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 (laughs) They do say that. They say, if you're subliterate (laughs) (laughs) and, um, and drink too much, (laughs) she's the political analyst for you. (laughs) Oh my God. Cheers. Well, congratulations on that big win. Thank you. Big win for me. Scoop. Yep. How are you? I'm fine. Um, uh, I apologize for being so negative on this podcast. We were both talking earlier about how we've just been complete fucking killjoys for the last, like, I don't know, two years. But anyway, sorry about that, everybody. Um, (laughs) Roughly two years. (laughs) Roughly two years. I'm like, grad school's the hardest thing I've ever done. It's like, get a grip. Um, But it is. And I, um, it's hard. So it's fine. But um, I got a I got a massage because my insurance covers it. I highly recommend if you can figure out a way to finagle a massage, specifically deep tissue, friends. Yeah. It's really for a wound up little freak like me, it's get get in the there. only way to put me down for an hour. Yeah. Um, because a man is physically pushing me down. So it's like that's that has to happen, you know. At first I was like, you know, we talked about this. It's like, why are there so many male massage therapists? It's like, don't mm-hmm. mention be healers. It's not right, you know? And I didn't want him touching me. And then by the end I was like, you're my, they have strong you're hands. my God. You are, I am yeah. in God's hands now. Yeah. So won me over. I got, that's a win on the male masseuse tick for for men no you know what it was is that initially i think i bored him when i went into the appointment but by the end he was like you know what respect your shoulders are so fucked up respect yeah he was like what are you doing to yourself what's going on here he's like you he was he was like this was a really interesting hour i was like thank you (laughs) he said thanks Thank you. Yeah, I gave you some. One of my regulars recommended a masseuse to me who he doesn't do by time because he says, Mm. you pay me and I work on your body for as long as you need. And I said, that is intriguing to me. Okay, that sounds like a scam. What is that? That's weird. As long as you need? Like, he's like, he goes in, he sees what he needs to see, and he kind of like... Guess what? My tip stops at an hour, so... Go okay. Go okay. That, the meters run. Yeah. Go but... for it as long as you like. You're getting fifteen dollars <laughs> from me. 
boy. <clears throat> um, anyways, yeah, but that that was a that was a nice part of my week. Really, the only. Actually, I went out to dinner, and it was also nice. I had some nice moments this week, so I'll, I'm going to focus on the positive. Moments of joy. Moments of joy, moments of being human, moments of not being absolutely humiliated uh, eight hours a day like normal. So, Love that. Mm-hmm. There's a nice break from that. Yeah, love that for you. Um, all right, shall we do some service stories real quick? Yeah, let's. Well, I'm excited. I want you to lead because Lillian texted me and said, I have a service story. Yeah, I have a, very excited a, to hear it. a service story by proxy. Is that what that means? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Um, I'm second guessing every word I say now because I have people who like scare me, who wear like ill-fitting khakis, who I like give the power to like scare me about words, you know? Academics just are so, <laughs> they have the uh-huh. worst clothes. It's just like, get a fucking, get a clue. I'm you are the person who's haunting my fucking dreams and you're wearing the drabbest button up I've ever fucking seen. No. You, no. you don't have that power over me. No. I I rebuke thee. Okay, anyways, um as you should, should, as you should. <laughs> Clearly I I will only be talked to talked down to by a man <laughs> in a in a Nehru collar hip little Yes. Please. <laughs> I, that's what I'm used to. I'm like, the, nobody should be fucking ugly as fuck like, and just kind of... Fantasy explosion, you're allowed to shit on me. <laughs> Kmart, I don't think so. <laughs> yes. Okay, also, I think somebody's, like, cutting down a tree in front of my house. Okay. So, this is a little bit of a cheat because my boyfriend is... Ted is bartending. So my boyfriend is Ted. My boyfriend is Ted and he is a bartender. <laughs> um... <laughs> But he texted me last night. He said, we got a book club here, party of 10. I said, no. And then right after that, I said, is it white women reading how to be anti-racist? And then right as I texted him that, he texted me, asterisk, all white book club, and then a picture of their agenda for their book club. And it's agenda for white rage deconstructing deconstruction. And it's like an, no, it's, I don't want to read the full bullet point agenda, but it's, um, no, it is, uh, well, I'll just say one, uh, in the question rounds, what are some examples of ways that presidents, the Supreme court and something were allies to the Southern States post-civil war? Y'all are at a brewery just fucking, no, that is. So insane, Lillian. And then I said... El- I could have never guessed that this is where... This was the story you were going to tell. I, it gets worse, because then I said... I was, like, dying laughing, because I was like, I cannot believe I called that. And then he said, I'm currently splitting the check ten ways. And I was like, okay, be an ally, and fucking don't make me split <laughs> this check ten ways. Are you fuck? To be fair, Ted is a white man. So they were probably like, you know what? Let's fucking give him a taste of what we've been going through <laughs> all our lives. Oh, it's a hassle. All our lives. Oh, it's a hassle. You don't want to do it, but you have to. Okay. Okay. Welcome to you know <laughs> my reality. <laughs> I live in Eugene, Oregon, and I'm oppressed. I'm oppressed. Um. Um. That is. Um. Unbelievable. I think actually what it is, if I can be. Honest, I think it's probably teachers at my school. I bet you. I feel like that looked like a classroom 
Yeah. Something, or something like that. Anyways. Wow. I was just like, book club at a public place. It's gotta be... Gotta be that. Uh, I, I'm troubled. I'm deeply troubled. Um... That is, um, I think if you want to have book club at a brewery, be reading a memoir. Like what? You gotta, How are you having book club at a brewery about racism? That's so incongruent. I just on the podcast. Have a little, have, have <laughs> some, I'm sorry, literally, yeah, this is how far I've fallen. Can you imagine me doing that three years ago? No, I would die. No, you have a couple brews and then answer this question um, about white rage and white allyship. That sounds fun to me. I would love to spend my evening doing that. Why don't you just fucking write an email? Like, why are you go- why are you going through the trouble of going to a bar? Just write an essay. That is really dark. That is really dark to me. So it's just like this is, to, oh. and then to split it ten ways. I'm like, and you can't even find the community within yourself, <laughs> right? After oh, all these God. conversations, to fucking buy your friend a drink. I'm really darked out by that. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. I'll be honest with you. I'm not bearing sorry, it well. Sorry to throw the, that the into. knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, that's mine. Hey, it's okay. It's okay. What about you? Um, well, I just, <laughs> I couldn't think of anything, like, necessarily super specific, um, except to say, like, the bar that I work at, I think because it's, like, a, it's a horseshoe bar, so, like, the the way the room feels, it's always kind of, like, it always feels quite full, and you don't have to, like, face people too much, and da 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 Anyway, it's really like a home for wayward men and they are in there all the time. So sad, so lonely. I think that's just bars, but yeah. There is something about this bar okay. that like is drawing like, a specific, I, and maybe it's just like, a, a, yeah, maybe it's just a breed of man that I'm like not that used to because it's like Prospect Heights and stuff. And, um, but there is, we have this DJ on every other Saturday, and I think he is, like, just the worst, and I really don't like him. And one of the things that is, like, so miserable, he's just, like, a miserable person. Do I know him? Maybe. I'll say his name later. And, um... Wait, mouth it to me right now. Okay, no idea what Kelly just said. <laughs> okay. okay, yep. Fucking hate that guy. Okay, okay go ahead. He, he, ugh, he sucks. And But one of his things is that he, like, <laughs> was a bar back at a, like, a cocktail bar nearby. No. And he was, like, never made a bartender. And he keeps being like, yeah, it was just really hard to become a bartender there. Which I'm like, um, it's not hard to become a bartender anywhere. You just have to, like, be... Like, a monkey can do So, like, explain to me how it's difficult to become a bartender. And truly, I was closing on Saturday. And I was like, ugh, the dishwasher is... There's a problem with the dishwasher. So I'm, like, pulling out the thing and the filter mm, and blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then I was like, ugh, there's broken glass in here. I'm, like, no. pulling out the broken glass. And then he, like, comes over and is, like, watching me do this. I was like, please get away from me. 
And then he's like, yeah, at the bar where I was a bar back, he was like, it's just crazy to see, like, finding broken glass because, like, where I worked, like, any time glass broke, like, we, you know, it was, like, kind of a five-alarm situation. We really, like, had to, it, they were so strict about it. And I was like, yeah, it's not I mean. It's well, dude. Yeah, and also, like, <laughs> it's like, okay, like, cl- Oh yeah, I mean when I I when when I I address broken glass, it's not like I'm leaving broken glass like on the floor or something. Like, well, I like it aesthetically, actually. <laughs> so, like, I was like, obviously, a glass broke in the dishwasher. We pulled that glass out, and yes, now I am finding like the shards of glass, and like, yeah, and it's causing. I'm like, yeah, I waited for it to cause a problem. Like, what do you want? Like, maybe that was bad. I was like, okay, and I was like, and you were a fucking, you're a grown man who was a bar back. And you're talking to me. Don't. Which I would rather you didn't. Like, just... Ugh, man. I was like, okay. I would have just looked at him dead in the eye and then just cranked Annie Lennox <laughs> broken glass just, like, as loud <laughs> as I could. Be like, is it something like this? Just kind of... It's like this? <laughs> I was like, um, okay. Like, I just really don't know. Also, don't... First of all, don't talk to you at all. Second of all, don't stand and like like was he hitting on you? Uh no, I think he's just one of those people that like he can tell I don't like him and he's uncomfortable with it. I don't yeah. think he's hitting on me. I think he's just like he rejects that I don't like him mm-hmm. and it's like, well, I don't and I'm not going to learn to like you. This isn't a this ain't a rom-com, honey. Yeah. We're not going to be <clears throat> we're not going to build an unlikely friendship right. or anything of that nature. Yeah. You aren't Billy Crystal as much as you may want to be. No. You are no Billy... <laughs> sir, you are no Billy Crystal. He's like, I, that's um, cool. He's a tiny, balding <laughs> man with weird genes. I'm okay with that. Rom-com, unexpected rom-com lead. Very, but that was... that. Was, those were the times, you know? Well, I will say, if you read old reviews of When Harry Met Sally, some of the reviews are like, he's not quite believable as a romantic lead. Because it's like, would you, would you fall in love with him? You know what? He is really a realistic representation of men in New York, though, as far as the... Uh... And highly realistic of someone who went to U Chicago for law school. <laughs> the biggest douchebag you can imagine. Well, I don't know anything about that, but everyone knows that the ugliest men live in New York City. So the ugliest men and the most beautiful women. As everyone always comes up on about Sex and the City constantly, I'm like, no, this is real. This This is is what they look like, and this is what the women look like. This is what it is. Um, University of Chicago is an immediate red flag for me. It's one of the worst places in the world. It's like a good school, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I That's think correct. any university is a red flag after my last few months, so I, I, mean, I get it. It's fucked up. It's like the most fucked up place to be. I can't believe people. I was like making fun of, I was like, yeah, you're so fucking bitter because you have to teach all these bullshit classes and while writing a book and you're fucking miserable. And then everyone around me was like getting their PhD and they were like, they were like yeah, that. That does suck. And I was like, oh, sorry, that's what you guys want to do. Well, it blows. I don't know why you're doing it. Um, I was like, I'm getting a fucking real job. Fuck this shit. Everyone's like, okay. I'm anti-intellectual now. Um, which As you always were. Let's be honest. Thank you so much. This, this podcast rails against any sort of 
uh, rational thought or uh, theories. Absolutely. A lot of theories, but no theorists, I would say. Correct. Yeah, we don't... A lot of theories. We're not reading theory, but we have them, I will say. We have a lot. Which, surprisingly, (laughs) does not help me in class. In the classroom experience doesn't really serve me well. You know what? I'll say I believe that. <laughs> I do believe that. I believe that it doesn't help you. <laughs> the sort of theory building we've been doing on this podcast. Yeah, I believe that that doesn't carry over well. <laughs> Literally. Okay, I won't get into it. Okay, but yeah. So anyways, <laughs> hopefully this podcast benefits from it because nothing else is. Okay. So, but that segues nicely into our uh, topic for the week, again, at the 20-minute marker. Um, But it's how we do it now. It's a new dawn. (laughs) Um, This week, we're going to be talking about the history of and issues surrounding the lunchbox. (laughs) Issues surrounding... And the complicated history. Uh, The somewhat tenuous relationship between... Okay, Um, that's me What if we turned into um, You're Wrong About? Should we do that? Oh my god. Kelly, I'm walking out of this room right now. (laughs) Should we do it? Because they canceled that podcast, I think. Really? I I mean, they can't... Like, they stopped making it. Not, like, cancel culture. I didn't think... (laughs) (laughs) Is that like, I don't listen to other podcasts because this is the only good one. Is that like the dollop and the daily and the ba ba ba? It's like it, they take a thing that, that's like, everyone thinks it's this, but that's the whole. Yeah, that's that's the vibe. But they're like the vibe. boring people, right? I No, it's a very popular podcast. Okay, I mean, you know, between you and me, it's they're boring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Just between us girls. Uh, I don't know. I don't listen to that. Okay, great. Two, again, once again, two people sort of spouting off, knowing absolutely nothing. Perfect. This is, these are the skills I've honed that make me fucking razor sharp and ready for academia. Okay. <clears throat> Anyways, the issues surrounding the lunchbox. Just kidding. Um, well, here's the thing, everybody. Now I'm a, I'm, you know, I'm a working man. I have to take my lunch to school. Yeah. And it, I don't. She's making the little bento I'm box. I'm making my, ba- I wish, I'd be so chic if I had a bento box. Oh my God, can you imagine? Everyone would be like, that's what they do. That's like a New York City, you know, thing. Mm-hmm. Be so chic. I mean, I was shocked when I like was Googling for research. Like, there are so many aggregate lists of the best lunchbox. I was like, ugh, this is so bleak. Modern life is so bleak. Did you see that? Okay, we're already off topic. Whatever. I just read this thing in, like, I think it was, like, Food 52 about, like, what your child's lunchbox says about you and what it represents. And this mom, like, freaking out about the kind of lunch, about the kind of lunch and lunchbox that she packed for her child. And I was like, this is the most fucked up thing. I, I was like, this is, like, this person should lose their job. It's a, I mean, imagine a Brooklyn mom being taught, writing a whole piece about her child's lunch. I mean, come on. Come on. What? No, I'm not going to give me that. You. You're saying, mm, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. You should, no, you no, should no, be out, that, you should, yeah, your yeah. lack of outrage is shocking. I'm so sorry. If you're not, you're if not, you're not, <laughs> you're not listening to me. If you're not upset, you're not listening to me. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm going to find her. I, I will find her. No, forget it. it. Myself forget it. I'm, I'm cutting that no, out. No, no, no. I'm going to find I'm cutting it out of podcast. I guess it's so boring. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> the lunchbox. 1800s. I'm kidnapping her child. <laughs> Please, that was a good story. I would read that. Get a little Eton, <laughs> Eton Potts or whatever that kid's name was. Get him on here. Yeah. All right. Oh my God. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. Okay. Lunchbox started. Is he dead? <laughs> that was the whole thing. He, okay. okay so he was a child who was murdered in New York City. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yes, I remember. Okay, yeah. I didn't know, because there was, like, also, like, a big custody battle with a Cuban kid. Do you remember that? Emilio Gonzalez? Yeah, I remember him. Yeah. No, Elion. Elion Gonzalez. Elion, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I lived in Florida at the time, so kind of personal. That one's personal. <laughs> it's personal to you. Sorry. Yeah, forgot. Personal to you. <laughs> that was, yeah, I love that you got Elion Gonzalez and Etopaz <laughs> mixed up. Perfect. I'm oh, sorry. Do it again. No, I want you to continue doing that for the rest of your life. I'm so okay, sorry. 1800s lunch pails. They were tin. <laughs> they were made of tin. They were pails. They were tin. They had buckles and, you know, little satchels. The men were bringing them to the mines. That was a big, you worked in a mine, you had a lunchbox. That was kind of a one, mm-hmm. one-to-one. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously industrialization was happening everywhere you looked. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, why am I bombing all of my in-class presentations? Because this is how I present information. Um, Anyways, industrialization was happening everywhere you looked. And you had to have a lunchbox if you wanted to participate in it. You know, you're working away from home. You Mm -hmm. want to be carrying the little... You know, what would they eat? Coffee and pie, which actually sounds so... Why don't we have poor... We should all be carrying coffee and pie to a midday pick-me-up. That sounds great. Yeah, yeah. A little sandwich, a little egg salad sandwich, a pie, a coffee. And one other thing, and then you're good. Baby carrots? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Miners love baby carrots, and that's something we don't because they can't talk see. About. They need it for their eyes. That's true. The beta, the beta carotene, vitamin right. K, vitamin K. They need that. Okay, they well, should be eating as they should be eating horse carrots. All right, let alone baby carrots. I think. <laughs> I think you're on to something here, Kelly. I think you're on to something. Yeah. I think you should contact yeah. the the union uh, union rep. Um, okay, so. <clears throat> then what happens? 1902, I have written down the first commer- commercial lunchboxes for school kids because they wanted to emulate their dads going to work. Daddy. This is in the United States. Obviously, as we discussed, bento boxes were like in the 12th century. So the, this were latecomers to the game here, to the lunch pail game, you know, the lunch pail gang, if you will. Wasn't that a show? Yeah. Is it like... Like little I rascals? I think they're puppets or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to kill know. myself. I, like, I have to do a class presentation later, and this is what it's going to sound like. Okay. Anyways, India and India and Japan, way ahead of us, you know, on the on the lunchbox. But for us, we're, we're clocking in at around 1900 here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, then I have in 1935... 
guess who guess who appeared on the on a lunchbox? Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> the Hulk. <laughs> Mickey Mouse. Depression era lunchbox <laughs> featuring Harold Hulk. Bruce Banner. Um No, it's Mickey Edward Mouse. Norton it's Mickey as Mouse. The Hulk. It's Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people forget that he ever played the Hulk, but he did. Although, you know, I will say that this the this bare bones research I did on the lunchbox <laughs> did take me down like I was like reading about what's his name Spiro Agnew or whatever. I was like, what am I doing? Yes. Do- oh my god, I, I love. This? And I was that. like, okay. No, it took us both on a journey because I, <laughs> as I texted you this morning, I like because I was reading this article about like kind of like the invention of like modern American like lunch, mm-hmm. and that being like a facet, like it being developed in like tandem with industrialization, mm-hmm. and so like the. <clears throat> you know, whatever, blah, blah. Um, everything bad, capitalism, blah, blah, yeah, who yeah. cares? Um, and that led me to reading Bob Black, who's like an anti-work uh, anarchist, yeah. who's just like, we're going to abolish war. I love it. Which is like, I love, like the thing is, is sometimes I get so mad when I read anarchist stuff because I'm like, this is fucking insane. <laughs> and I'm like, D- like, we're not operating on the same like plane of reality. And then sometimes you just have to be like, wow, these are the most creative minds, like absolutely bananas. I'm obsessed with you. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's a way of engaging with the world that is truly like, is, 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 is powerfully <laughs> and uniquely very different. Yeah, it is. It, that you sound like a mom who just discovered that her kid is an anarchist. Well, it's different. It is very different. I will, and they're very creative. Very creative people. You're. That's you're, how I feel about them. I'm like my little freaks. <laughs> well, there's. I said Kelly was texting me about. it. I was like, did you go on the ant the anti work mm-hmm. subreddit? Which is one I love peeking in there every once in a while because they're like, <laughs> it's just people being like. Okay, so how can I just, like, not have a job? And everyone's like, just give it a shot, dude. It's just like, that's that's the goal. It's like, okay, these people are going to lose their home. Like, it's like. It's it's also such a, like, one-to-one. Like, it's like uh, anti-work. We're going to abolish work. It's like, me personally, no job. I'm just like, yeah, man. Like, it's like, they're not even worried about praxis. They're just like, yep. yeah, baby, uh-huh. I don't have a job. It starts with, it starts at the home. It starts at home. I'm just, I love them. Um, Bob Black, everyone should look him up. He is just a hoot and a half. And um, he was, I sent this to Lillian, but it, it's just like, because the thing is, is like, he's, I mean, he's making a lot of points, like a lot of work is, and we make this point all the time on this podcast, like a lot of work is made up and you can just, you could abolish so many jobs and so many sectors and da, 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 yeah. da. And then, but obviously like the thing is, is like some work does need to get done. Like we need doctors. I'm going to stop you right there, Kelly. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. Yeah. We do need doctors. We need doctor. You know, like there's just some stuff that does need to get done and and you can't really like people aren't going to just readily do it you just have to be uh trash collection um it's called sanitation it's called sanitation 
<laughs> yeah, the sanit- the sanitation department. Um, and their fake maintaining cards. the roads. Yeah, no, no, totally. Um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and and he was like, you know what? We're just going to abolish work, and everyone's just going to do the work that does need to be done for fun. <laughs> it's like, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't no. want my EKG done by a hobbyist. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't but sound fun you. to me. <laughs> but thank you. Like, he truly says at one point later in that fucking essay, he's like, you know, some kids love, they love being in, like, muck and grime. And he's like, so they, they'll clean the bathrooms. No. That is a fundamental misunderstanding of children and of basic cleaning that what what cleaning what job it performs you're putting pig pen in the fucking (laughs) janitor station automatically from birth you're saying this little piggy get in there that's your job they're putting pig pen they're putting pig pen in the bathroom he doesn't know how to clean obviously he's got little lines coming up from him he can't even see Oh my god, I said Bob Black, you have given me a lot to think about. Oh, a lot of fun. Oh my goodness. Well But I'll tell you what, one industry that could be abolished when we abolish work, the uh lunchbox production. That's true. We're shutting down the factories. We're shutting down the factories. (laughs) They're blowing their last whistle. You're punching your last time card today, pal. You're We're p- shutting down this fucking place. <laughs> we are shutting it down. We are not making any more lunchboxes. Um, it is crazy, though. Uh, the, <laughs> the range of um, things printed on lunchboxes for children really struck me. Um, yeah. The fact that you could be six years old and carrying like a gun smoke lunchbox, which is just like a show with like 45 year old men, uh, you know, like a low budget Western. And you're like, no, I love this. This is the two, one of the two shows that's on television. I just love that yes, image of a very kid engaging with that. And then also I wrote down in 1974, I found this lunchbox that the cover of it is that novella, Jonathan Livingston Seagull. Do you know that? (laughs) It's like a novella about a seagull. I don't even think it's not for children. And it's just like, a. (laughs) well, that is, I think it's really interesting because it's like production for kids was developed after mm-hmm. they started making like <laughs> branded yeah. lunchboxes. Yeah. So it's like you're just walking around with like a mod yes, lunchbox. Yes, exactly, exactly, exactly. It's so fucking funny. It's so <laughs> funny. I mean, that's like kids like, yeah, there there were there were five things you could consume and it was like, well, you just pick one. <laughs> yeah, pick one. And it's going to be Kojak the Night Stalker or whatever the fuck. <laughs> For me, if I had to pick. Um, My Columbo exactly, nightbox, exactly. lunchbox where he's just, it's this image. It's just, yeah. Kelly, Kelly's putting up, her, like, he's going to say, just one more thing. <laughs> and one more thing. Um, you know the, like, the Yassify bot that's been tearing up, mm-hmm. tearing apart the internet? They did a Columbo yeah. one last night. I lost my mind. It was... It, that's very funny. Did you know that in Japan... They imported Columbo, the character, and it's, like, huge in Japan. 
currently. Currently. It's it's huge here now too, but that is interesting. <clears throat> they love it. They they like I was reading something about it. There's like it's like a perennial favorite there. They love Columbo. They love that concept of and <laughs> just one more question. Well, Who knows why? There were like it's been it's they've done so many remakes of it, so many shows of it. It's a how catch him, not a who done it. That's why everybody loves it. Mm. That's the first show to do that, Kelly. Yeah. So I'm reading right now, um <clears throat> because it makes me feel smarter, which it's not. Uh Japan's number one mystery writer. I just am reading like a some of his books. In Japanese. Translations of some, yeah. yeah, in in the original Japanese. <clears throat> and which is essentially me reading like um John Grisham novels. <laughs> but because it's a Japanese author, I feel smarter about it. But it's literally just... Which is funny because like, that's what my mom reads. My mom like barely reads literature, even though she's very smart and a doctor. She only reads murder mysteries. And I'm like, the way that I have truly become my mom. Striking. Comes for all of us. Um, it really does. I got excited because... Um, for my class uh, reading today, for one of my classes, there's a section that references a Harvard, a disgraced Harvard um, uh, professor who got really into alien abductions. And I said, <laughs> I've heard him on Coast to Coast. I think I can <laughs> contribute to today's discussion in a meaningful way. So I will in be a meaningful going toe to toe with my colleagues today. <laughs> Discussing this phenomenon. Bring in that um, Art Bell <laughs> memoir where he's like, I've always loved Oriental women. <laughs> I would just like uh, some extra textual support for my comments today. My primary source is um, one autobiography, one two by three size children's book, autobiography of Art Bell's life. Um... <laughs> Where it was like, mm. I had a woman boss once, didn't like her much. Um, anyways. <laughs> I live in Las Vegas with a hundred satellite dishes. That's my Art Bell impression, I don't know why. No, that's pretty much accurate. <clears throat> I know, but the voice was, I don't know why I chose that voice. It's, I started it and it's incorrect, so I led you down a, yeah. a wrong path. Um, okay, but back to... <laughs> But back to lunchboxes, <laughs> if we dare. Um, what else do I have here? I have, oh, uh, the last metal lunchbox that was produced mm-hmm. for, for children. 1985, mm-hmm. Rambo. Wow. Dedicated to the Mugadine fighters. Mugadine, do you know what I'm saying? Um, I don't. I uh, tragically have never seen that movie. <laughs> it's... Um, Dedicated to the Afghani Mugaji, Mugadine oh, okay. In the in the like with the beginning of the movie, kind of that's the title. Yeah. yeah. Instead of someone on the crew who died during filming, it's like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I wish I could say it correctly, but I can't. I'll um I'll fix it in post. <laughs> Thank you so uh, much. I just think that that says a lot <laughs> for me. It's a very meaningful last lunchbox. Oh, absolutely! It's it's it definitely says a lot about culture. Um, again, just to, to circle back to the point, like why were, um, children carrying <laughs> the lunchbox with an image of like a fucking traumatized Vietnam <laughs> vet 
who like goes rogue. That's right. I forgot that that's his fucking backstory. I mean, that's yeah. what every every movie was just about PTSD, but nobody <laughs> knew it. It's like that was like right. it was that's every yeah that was the backstory <clears throat> for a good two decades. I want to say God bless them. God bless the troops. Because <laughs> I know so sad, so sad. Ugh. Um, but yeah, that's really funny. Oh God. Anyways. It's like their dads are coming mm-hmm. home and beating them because they're so traumatized and they have their little Rambo lunchboxes. Dark, dark stuff. It's dark stuff, Kelly. Thanks for bringing that to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. <laughs> no problem. We got kids today playing Call of Duty, as I mentioned earlier. As I mentioned before. And this comes full fucking circle. And now they're saying, oh, you know, <laughs> oh. I'm going to kill the man. This is nothing new, okay? This is nothing new under the okay. sun. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay, they're playing Call of Duty. They're calling it Fortnite. <laughs> I, okay, I forgot it, actually. Um, <clears throat> absolutely forget it. Oh, my God. Anyways, okay. Um, do we have anything else to say on this really well done and thorough topic? Yeah. Um... Made me want a, a lunchbox. I'll say that. Sit in my yeah. sit in my little bagoo bag. Yeah, I think that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, lunch lunch at the <laughs> office is is uh, it's quite a topic. Well, it is Kelly, and I'm glad we chose it. I have no regrets <laughs> whatsoever. But um, me neither. Uh, reheating what I call my slunch, which is the sludge I make for the week before I go to work. And I kind of scoop it into the same reheating my slunch in a fluorescent Mm -hmm. drop ceiling office. Yeah. That's like when sometimes I have mush breakfast, which is what I call when I eat, um, hard boiled eggs over cottage cheese. That's don't ever don't say that. That's so disgusting. (laughs) That is disgusting. That is the breakfast companion to slunch. Yeah, you go mush breakfast into lunch. <laughs> On today's menu, yeah. I mean, look, I'd rather be a fucking coal miner than do that, you know. But here we are. It's like, yeah, this is this is my reward. I don't want it. Put me back in the yeah. Home. This is your reward. This is this is how you ascend to the middle class. It's lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not buying lunch out. I'm bringing my own slunch, and I'm gonna be a fucking millionaire. With That's this right. master's degree in folklore, baby, it taking me all the way to the Uh-oh. top. Uh oh, bottom ka-ching, of my class. Ka-ching, ka-ching. No, that's not true. Um. <sighs> yeah. Any any final thoughts? I think we cut, <laughs> we covered it. <laughs> I have here that in two thousand two, the Center for <laughs> Environmental Health discovered that many popular lunchboxes contain dangerously high levels of lead. So two thousand two. Seems kind of late to be discovering. That does seem late. I kind of thought lead was out of our lives by then. Like, I mean, wasn't it in 9-11? That was asbestos. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of steel. I'm thinking of steel, not Oh, lead. my God. I am shaking. Okay, no, I don't know. What got into everybody's lungs and killed them? Just pulverized it asphalt. Was like the, yeah, it was just, like, junk. But those build. When were those buildings built, Kelly? In off the, the top 70s. of your head, okay. You cannot tell me there was not 
chalk. No, there was definitely lead. Oh, there was lead. Okay, so why the shocked face when I said that? I was correct. <laughs> this is me learning how to stand up for myself in class. In yeah, real time. take take this uh, lesson. Uh, I, well, what I meant by that was, yeah. Just say, so I was right. That's what I do to my roommate all the time. She's like, like, I'm always like, find a way for me to still be right. Even when it's like, I'm blatantly wrong. I'm like, well, if you think about it this way. Well, if you kind of. I try to logic bro her a lot. I think that that's smart. That's, I think that's Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. It creates a good dynamic. Yeah. It sets you up for success in other areas of life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, shockingly, we don't have any new patrons. Um, (laughs) If you can believe people aren't willing to pay more to hear from us. I swear to God. Um, and, uh, we have a newsletter coming out this week. We're going to have some fun Patreon episodes. I actually have some funny stuff, I think, lined up. I haven't told you about. Okay, cool. Um, I'm excited. But please review, rate, and subscribe. Um, what else do we have to tell them? Keep listening um, to this podcast. I hope you still like it. Yeah. If you don't, tell us why, and we'll, we'll probably I mean, if, you, if there is stuff that you're like, oh, I wish they would talk about this, you can send it to us. Yeah, I know. We ask you guys to send us a lot of stuff, but if you want to, you can always feel free to contact us. Please. Every whim you, would, you have. Um, okay. Well, we love you all, and we hope that you're hanging in there at your jobs or not. Or not. Or suffering in school. Love ya. Bye. Bye.